I spend little time trying to get things perfect. I spend, I I don't spend time trying to prepare for things that I can't prepare for, that I have no idea really what they're going to be like on the day. Like, like we're having this conversation now. I I didn't know what you were going to ask me. So what would be the point of me preparing? Like I trust that I, I'm a human being who knows how to talk. I've got my own experience. I can share it. Welcome to episode 30. My goodness, we've got to 30 already. Episode 30 of the Coaching Life Podcast, where we peel back the bull crap and brush away any photoshopping to give you an unfiltered look at what it's like to live a coaching life. Now, little did I know that today's guest had been living just 10 miles away from me <laughs> for the last 15 years and indeed has been coaching for that long. And it took a mutual friend some 4,000 miles away or so, give or take, um, to introduce us. It's kind of funny how life works that way sometimes, isn't it? Um, She's recently released yet another book, this one called Living Fearlessly, absolutely superb book. Um, And in the last three years or so, her coaching and indeed her coaching business has completely changed. So I want to share her story with you in line with what this podcast is all about, sharing real life stories of coaches so let's dive in a big warm welcome to you rachel henker hello hi phil thanks so much what what a funny story we have isn't it just (laughs) it's kind of it is like oh there's a really is a parallel universe going on that we know nothing about um so yeah 15 years blimey that's uh well to me that feels like a long time although i think i'm in year 13 but a lot of that was just coaching almost being like a professional hobby so can you tell us go back that far perhaps what got you interested and into the coaching profession yeah, yeah. Let me clarify a little bit here because I didn't 15 years ago wake up one day and say, oh, I'm going to be a coach. <laughs> I don't even remember people really talking about coaching then. Um, what happened was more like real life. I relocated uh, with my young family from Jerusalem. We lived in Israel for many years and we decided almost overnight to leave and um, seek a quieter life in rural Suffolk. And very beautiful result, place, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. And as a result, I I just had to change everything. I, I had to, I, I worked at the British Council actually. I was the assistant to the director there. I had a nice job there and um just had to completely start again. So I arrived in this little village and I thought, what the heck am I gonna do? Two young kids, three, uh, three and a half and six. And I wanted to be home for them. So it was the classic, you know, mother wants to be with her kids tale. Um, And I just thought, I'll just figure something out. And I got into business. I started a home business in the health and wellness industry. And I started coaching people to lose weight. And it was actually really, really satisfying and brilliant. And that's how I first got a taste of coaching and helping people just achieve what they wanted, really. Uh, but it was very much a combination of um, business and um, health and wellness because I had a team of people that also um, had businesses. So 
I was kind of baptized by fire, learned about business, about coaching, about training, about speaking, about doing all of the stuff that's required to, you know, to start that kind of business. And it was, it was just phenomenal. It was such a different life for me, living in this tiny little village with my own home business. Um, so anyway, that progressed on. That was, that was fascinating, and I learned so much there. Um, about people and about just really about kind of staying in the game when you don't know what you're doing (laughs) and you've got to learn on your feet which is the nature of all business really Um, and I had a global business Uh, I started I worked with people all over the world at that time from this village um, by via phone and then what happened was um, social media opened up and I was a really early adopter because I could just see, wow, how amazing is this that I don't have to drive all around the country to do business. So for me, it was with kids, it was a complete game changer. Yeah. Now it's just kind of like, oh, you know, everybody's on social media. But at the time, in sort of 2007, which is when I first started looking at it, 2007, getting really into it in 2008, it was just mind-blowing and very very exciting so I started to build my business globally via online platforms and as a result I wrote the book The Niche Expert a couple of years later because people were very interested in that and and the lifeblood of my business and really you know all, all businesses is leads lead generation so I was I became an expert in that and that's what I used to do um and from there, I helped people do all kinds of businesses, and I gradually transitioned out of the home business that I was in and started my own consultancy. And that was really a combination of consulting, coaching, training, whatever it took to, to help people get their businesses up and running and you know, build their, their brand, get their, their stuff out there. And then I gradually got more and more and more into coaching. I was help, I, I trained as a money marketing and business coach, and I used to then I moved into helping people really package up their services and and start to sell high end um, stuff because I could see how many coaches were frankly broke and didn't know how to sell their services. They were selling them, you know, selling this pitiful kind of packages and not even packages, just time and not knowing anything about the business side of it. So I really got into that, and I did very well with helping people with that. I called it the Freedom Solution, and I wrote a book about it. Um, and that was awesome, and, and I was really loving that because that completely changed the way I worked. I used to be a very busy kind of doing okay, um, you know, I sort of expert in that marketing field and then what happened was I completely changed the way I did business I used to only work a couple of days a week it was all very um part-time but really you know just very very good way of living and working and a very kind of nice lifestyle around my kids Um, and it gave me time to write gave me time to do other things that I wanted to do so I wasn't only just I need to get a client I need to get a client it wasn't like that um, and I absolutely loved that period. That was fantastic. Um, and then as, as happens, things change and I became, and I'm very curious and I've always been fascinated with writing, with creativity, 
with flow. Um, I'd struggled with anxiety for many, many years since I was a young girl. I was a lot better, but I still had some issues with that. So I was always looking to self-improve. I was on the kind of, I must be better, I must improve myself, um, you know, kind of bandwagon. And um, I, about three years ago, I discovered the three principles, which is how we how we met. And um, everything started to shift for me. I just started to see things differently. And I thought, wow, this is so helpful, this way of seeing how the world really works it kind of just filled in a lot of pieces for me that I wasn't I was confused about and I from there my coaching just started to shift because I I was kind of bored of the whole marketing 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 stuff um it needs to be done it's all part of it but I wanted something deeper I wanted to really be able to help people in a deeper way um and so I retrained as a transformative coach and uh, more recently, completely started a new platform at livingfearlessly.co.uk, where I blog, and I'm going to start a new podcast there. Um, just released a new book, which I'm really excited about. And um, I've been working with clients still to build their businesses, still to do whatever it is they want to do, but just in a, in a different way, just where it's more from them as opposed to from me. I'm not the consultant telling them what to do interspersed with coaching if you see what I mean which is yeah. what I was doing before so there's clearly there's a lot in there I'm really I'm also curious about that time you know when you're starting out you arrive in this village and as you beautifully describes like okay what now what now um and it's like I'm sure it's just like you, you just took a couple of minutes to describe really what happened there in building you know that version of your business um I guess what I'm really curious about is, you know, how did you do that? Um, you know, where were clients coming from them? How were you finding clients? And and given what you've come across, coming across the principles and stuff over the last few years, um, what do you see from that time that perhaps you might might do differently now, or indeed that you are doing differently now, or, or indeed that you carry forward that's been of use? You know, I guess. The question there is, what are you carrying forward from that time and what is different? Mm, gosh, that's a big question. Um, I think what I see now that's really helpful that I didn't see then, even though I was excited and enjoying it a lot of the time, was how wonderful that is to be new to something. Mm. How wonderful it is not to know everything or think not that we know everything but we think we do sometimes right <laughs> we think we think we've been through it all and we know what and we make up these stories about how it is and we get very stuck in those old stories i've seen this t-shirt actually i don't know why <laughs> facebook just gives me all these t-shirt ads and there's one that i nearly bought because it says it might sound like i know everything but deep down inside i really do know everything <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so I think what when I look back on those days, what was so amazing was it was all brand new. It was all unknown, and I was kind of just fresh into into the whole thing. I didn't have any business background. I didn't. I didn't. I just didn't know anything, and I did really well. I mean, quickly because I just didn't know that I wasn't any good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Like I didn't. 
I didn't have all this, uh, you know, all these ideas about what I need first to be um, to be in action. So, what I use now in my work, and I've always been a kind of someone that is pretty action focused. Yeah. But now my action is very different. Now I really work from inspired action, and that's what I'm helping my clients do. So I've developed something called the Living Fearlessly Method, which is about helping people move into inspired action because they're actually doing what they want to do, not what they think they should do, which is, to me, that's like the thing I've struggled with as long as I can remember. Mm. Like choosing to do stuff that I think I should do, and we see this all the time in coaching, you should do it this way. You should do it like that big cheese. You should do it like this. There's a right way. Yeah. And then people end up doing nothing or doing stuff and it doesn't work for them because they don't understand how to work with themselves with what they have, with their own potential. Um, so what I do now is I help people. I used to do that, Phil, but I didn't really know exactly how I did it. Like I used to do it on the feeling and try and help people move into their right way. But now, because I've got a deeper understanding of how our mind works, what we really do, how people stop themselves with their own fears and their own fearful thinking, now I can kind of get around that with more ease and I can really help them see, oh, okay, it's like, that's why it's not working so well for you because you're trying to make yourself do stuff you don't really even want to do. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> Like, what do you want to do? And I think that's so important to honor that because I know within, you know, like some of the communities that we we hang out in, it's, it. I almost get the impression at times that, well, it doesn't really matter because, you know, that's just your thinking whether you want to do it or not. You know, you can, you can do that kind of stuff anyway. And mm. there's certainly some truth in that. But I also think it is important for us to honor what we want and our desires and our preferences. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I see what you mean. And in the book, um, in Living Fearless, I do talk about that as well a lot. And I, what I'm saying here is I'm not saying you'll never have – like I, I, I like to use the example of writing a book, actually, because that's yeah. so real for me and a lot of people can relate to that. I know you can too. Yeah. So when I say I'm naturally motivated to write a book, like I wrote Living Fearlessly – doesn't mean I never had any moments where I wasn't feeling motivated, right? right? It just means that I don't take it so seriously. I don't make myself right if I don't want to, unless I really particularly have a deadline. Because I know, I have this trust now that if I go and make a cup of tea or I take the dog out for a walk or I do a different project, I'll get back into that natural motivation and I think the point is, if you're if you're naturally motivated to do something, like to achieve something, then you'll have that. It's like a bigger motivation. I'm not talking about you know when you wake up and you're tired or you didn't sleep well or you're just not in the mood to work. Like it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're just in a mood or or you're not feeling like you want to do it. But if your bigger motivation isn't there then it becomes really difficult because then every little psychological funk you get yourself into takes you in the wrong direction of achieving what you want. So it's kind of like we're going to deal with whatever we deal with as people 
And uh, but if we know we really want to do something, we do find a way, and we do settle down, and we do get into the flow of of it. Mm. Does that does that yeah. clarify yeah, the totally, kind of difference? Totally how I that's yeah. how I see it. Totally relate to that. Totally relate to that. I, I remember I was working with a coach one time, and um, I was explaining to her how sometimes I just feel well. I, I just want to get out. I just want to get out of here. And, and yet there are times like I've, I've got my rucksack packed, computer in there, got my coat on, and I think, no shit, you should stay at home and work, man. Come on, stay. <laughs> just like, well, what if that urge was actually telling you something that, that yeah, just go out? And so now, I, I mean, I do a, a lot of my writing out somewhere other than home sometimes it occurs at three or four a.m of course particularly the rant ones um but yeah i i think there is a lot of value in at least experimenting with following those urges definitely mm. so I'm, I'm also curious you mentioned about coming across the principles was there a big holy shit moment for you how, how did that really arise what was the impact um, of that? yeah yeah there was um and that was to do with this insight that I just talked about because that's really what has been huge for me all the way through I've been reading personal development spiritual books as well for probably you know as long as I can remember yeah. I've been seeking answers I've been I've, I've been kind of, I had this I, I could feel that there was this feeling this deeper feeling like I say this flow this beautiful way of living but I could, I didn't understand how it worked and I couldn't access it when I wanted because I just kind of didn't get what was going on. So for me, I had a lot of insights around, you know, being happy and I was constantly sort of thinking, you know, that was my main goal really in life. I know it sounds really cheesy, but like I was building the businesses and I was doing all that stuff, but I never, I knew instinctively all along, it was only ever so you could feel good and yeah, yeah. have good relationships and, you know, be with my kids and that kind of thing. So I was never lost in all of that stuff, but I didn't really, because I had a lot of anxiety as well, I used to really take myself away from that feeling and I used to um, get very kind of uptight, wound up about stuff and not really understand how to um, to just let it pass, really. So so for me, what happened was I was working with um, a business coach and she started talking about the principles and it was, you know, just spoke to me because that's what I'm very interested in, in helping people have a just kind of chill out, really, and enjoy themselves more. Um and she talked about, she just mentioned something to do. And I talk about this in the book because it's the fearless paradigm, I call it, um, when it kind of shifted for me. And I just heard something in, in her words. And it was about, about this following the doing what you want to do, like not the should. I, I don't think she said those words, Phil, but that's what I heard because that was what I was fascinated with. And that's the same today. People listening in, right, they, they're not – they're not even really going to hear our words as such. They're going to hear what they hear, right? It, it's, yeah. it's amazing. Um, so for me, there was something in that that was calling me to explore further. Was there, was there like an obvious immediate impact on your business? There was... There was an obvious immediate impact that I started to be kinder to myself, mm. which kind of sounds like, oh, well, but wow, 
yeah yeah <laughs> I mean, uh, well, people, right? yeah definitely i mean because <laughs> i don't know how I, i'm sure <laughs> it is so funny because so often i see it I, it's one thing that you know coaches i've worked with helped me see particularly one of the first ones i worked with is really just generally how unkind so often can be to ourselves and it's just it's it's so unhelpful it's so yeah. unhelpful it does not have us work at our best and be in touch with you know all that creativity that's available to us so yeah. <laughs> I just chuckle yeah. at that because I'm, I'm not sure there's perhaps a bigger insight that you might have that would excuse me that would have a, a bigger impact uh, you know on on your business other than yeah. being, you know yeah. kinder on yourself and it's funny because I've never said it in those words until this moment but reflecting on it that's really what it was it was I I just began to take everything less seriously mm. which for somebody who was quite could be quite I mean I got a fun side but I was very serious about doing well and doing right and helping people and you know very serious and and I just could see how I actually did my best work when I wasn't <laughs> Like so make that. it real for us how, how you know how has that how has that played out like in in perhaps real terms in as much detail as you're willing to share of course but you know what what kind of real impact has that had on your business yeah yeah well it's had the impact that I just now I only really create stuff I want to create sometimes that goes great sometimes it doesn't like sometimes it hits the spot and other people want it too Sometimes I'm playing around and I, play, I, I give myself permission to play a lot now, especially that I'm creating a new platform. So um, it used to be very much about I need to create this because people need this, they want this, that's what they'll pay for. And I was very good at creating coaching offers and helping. I, that's what I help people do for many years, create their platform, create their packages create whatever it is around it that they want, whether it's their book or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, very kind of marketing-centric. Um, and what I do now is I'm way more open to my inspiration. So, for instance, at the moment, well, as I said, I've created the Living Fearlessly Method. That downloaded to me just as I finished the book, I could just see how this is all very well and I've made the book as practical as possible, but people still want to feel there's some kind of root. And this is what, what I'm, I'm good at, systemizing things. Now, you can't systemize the human experience. You can't systemize, you know, a, a kind of spiritual connection. But you can systemize, and I'm seeing now because I'm running a group doing it, um, how how it happens for people what they tend to do like what's helpful for them um so rather than rather than i'm showing them my way i'm showing them how to do their way like how to find their way but yeah. giving them signposts so it's like um the first thing is um you know what do you want like what is it you want and then it's the natural motivation, kind of letting it settle. Do you do you really want that? Like, is that really what you want to do? Or do you just think it's a nice idea or a nice kind of have? Um, and then I help them kind of get into making a little plan. And it's I call it effortless intuitive planning. It's very fluid. It's not all kind of tight. 
and you know, I must get this many, blah, blah, and I must do this, or I'm an absolute loser. It's like, we lo- we just don't have that going on. It's just much more people are in touch with what's available to me today. Yeah. So the, the, there's the planning, and then I help them kind of see through their thinking, because that's where people have, they're so excited, right? I've seen this so many times in the in the 15 years, helping people set goals and do all that stuff. We get really excited, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then, boom, you know, somebody says something, something happens, you get a rejection. Some, just something happens to burst your bubble. And, it, you know, you're you kind of, it's so easy for people to just completely believe that, that that means something so big that it takes all the wind out of their sails. Um, so I help them see through that with the principles, with the living fearlessly, as I call it, and, and everything I've seen about that from my my perspective, um, and what works for everybody, you know, what's going on for everybody. Um, and then once they have those things in place, I, they can get into more of this inspired action. And so for me, the impact has been, I have a lot less, I spend little time trying to get things perfect I spend I I don't spend time trying to prepare for things that I can't prepare for that I have no idea really what they're going to be like on the day like like we're having this conversation now I I didn't know what you were going to ask me so what would be the point me preparing like I trust that I I'm a human being who knows how to talk I've got my own experience I can share it I haven't spent three hours trying to prepare to be perfect. So it it's people get like hours and hours and hours of their life back when they are working from the moment with what's available now. Instead of preparing for a future one. That's funny, really, because, I mean, I was having a conversation with one of my clients uh, literally last week. Yes, last week. Um, the, the session we had before that, she was talking about a presentation and... Um, one that she'd kind of volunteered to stand in to do for somebody else and she she didn't do any preparation for it as such and uh apparently it's like she said to me last week oh my god it's like it went the best ever it'd been the best presentation she'd ever done she got like round of applause and stuff like this and it's it's kind of funny because there's a bit inside of me it's like yeah of course (laughs) yeah it's phenomenal It's, it's a game changer isn't it so so that's what then I call, that's kind of part of living fearlessly, is yeah. being available now to what's going on, because you yeah. just couldn't know until you're in it. Yeah. And that's how I help people achieve things, because they're kind of, it, it's that getting out your own way. Like, that's to me how I see a practical way to help people do that. And before, it was a nice concept but now I can really kind of help guide people to to see for themselves how to follow their own inspiration and and kind of take more action hmm. without feeling that that every move is life or death. Yeah. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit more about Rachel then. Um, you know what's what's like a typical day perhaps like for you because i'm kind of wondering amongst all of this um i'm sure there is a some direction as opposed to perhaps a plan perhaps i mean there are lots of people in this community like to discuss what use our plans but anyway i'm sure there's a general direction that you want to go but so what, what's a typical day for you like 
Yeah. Well, my my life has changed a lot in the past few years because it used to all be around my kids. I had these two, you know, well, I've still got them, but they were little girls and they were home and everything was around them. Um, And just this past, um, just a few months ago, my youngest daughter went to university. So I've got two at university now. Um, One is now 21. She's doing a master's and the youngest one has just started her, um, her BA. So it's been a huge shift, Phil, from even when they were older, they were still home. It was a lot of, you know, it's all around the family. So I used to be very, very kind of organized around when I worked. I used to always take August off. We'd go away traveling. Um, everything was quite systemized, especially earlier on, as I said, with all the systems I had in place. That's what I used to help people do, really. Um, and now it's a lot more fluid because I have all this time. So... <laughs> So, I mean, my youngest daughter's coming home today. She's home for the weekend. Then, of course, Christmas hits. They're going to be home. Well, she'll be home for a month anyway. Um, But I would say I'm in a real transition period in my personal life because I've never done this before. I don't remember. I've never been in business and not had to work it around kids. Mm. So I really understand what that's like. Um, And now it's a case of I want to build my living fearlessly business. Um, I'm really inspired and excited to get it out to more people and, and help people kind of, you know, achieve whatever it is they want with less kind of suffering. And, um, yeah, there's lots of plans. I'm going to write another series of books. I love writing. Um, and, again, the time's kind of there for me. So, um, But it is very fluid. It's, you know, it, it's very, very fluid because I see – Rather than me saying it like it sounds impressive, oh, you just go with the flow. Now I've really seen for myself. Because uh, I'm kind of wondering, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of wondering if you know, because somebody could be listening to this <laughs> and just saying, "Come on, Rachel, are you really saying we can run a business just doing what we want to do, what we enjoy, following our inspiration and our and our urges?" Like, what about the financial pressures of running a business? And and, and I'm, I guess I'm curious what might be your response to that. Yeah. What about the financial pressures of running a business? Um, Well, there shouldn't really be any financial pressures as such of running a coaching business. Like I would, you know, I'm just being really honest here. Like you don't, it's not like you've got a McDonald's franchise and you need to kind of pay all these you know of course there are people out there there are people out there who are looking to run a coaching business and they need to be earning some money we all have bills to pay we need to be earning some money and and that can like leak out into as it very often does into being as steve chandler calls it needy as creepy right so um that can leak out into how we work and we find ourselves feeling at least that we need clients yeah yeah well we do we do need clients if we're going to have a business, right? Hmm. I mean, that seems pretty clear to me. Um, I don't think I ever said anything about not making great money, did I? <laughs> right. And so what I'm just hearing from you is like, mm, yeah, <laughs> obvious, just not a big deal. Just get on with it. Right. Well, it's it's like there seems to be some kind of idea with people that you you have to suffer to hmm. make money. Like, go ahead, do it. I've done it. It's great. You can do it. It's fine. But if, you, if you're if you interested in kind of 
you know, enjoying your life and building a cool business, doing what you like, then of course you're going to have to, that's what I was saying about the playing. Yeah. The playing is finding what people want so they'll pay you for it. Hmm. Um, I'm not, I'm not suggesting, you know, it's not a coaching business if you don't have clients. Yeah. Does cool. that? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I'm, I'm totally with you. Of course. I think we, <clears> we, of course that we create that whole that whole uh image if you like that whole movie that it does need to be a struggle um and parts of it suck if you like and 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 sometimes it feels it feels that way but it does not have to be that way because of course you and i know that's the, the experience that we're creating and it is i i often say you know happiness is life's greatest lubricant you know <laughs> and um if we're if we're happy in what we're doing so much opens up opens up to us opens up to us so you know what rachel you've mentioned about being coached um i like to ask this question as well of my guests what what kind of client are you how would you describe yourself as a client as a client i um very curious i ask a lot of questions I'm not someone who pretends I get it if I don't, because I've seen that's not helpful mm. at all. <laughs> not to my coach or not to me. Um, it's okay if I don't get it immediately, because I know that I'll probably have insights around it. Um, I'm very thorough, and I like to follow through. I I, I like to... I like to... Um, how can I put it? I don't particularly enjoy being accountable because that makes me feel like I'm in a job. I don't, I don't think that. I know a lot of people hire coaches to because they think like to make them do stuff they don't want to do. I'm not interested in that yeah. anymore. Uh, I was never that like, interested in it, to be honest. And I talk about that in, in the book, but um, it's like a partnership. It's it's. I'm a client who will be honest and say what's really going on for me, what my fears are or what I need help with. And I'll just ask silly questions if they seem silly. Um, and I'll take, I'll take from it what I can and, and take, you know, inspired action. And if it doesn't seem like it's the right route for me that we agreed, I'm totally okay to just change it. So who or what has influenced your coaching the most, do you think, recently? Well, the whole living fearlessly understanding has just completely shifted the way I the way I I I was always direct and I would always say what was on my mind. But it's now much more about I can I can just see so clearly that all the stuff people get so worried about. How will I do my podcast? How will I write the book? How will I get clients? How will I um, <clears throat> do all these things, these detailed things? I'm still happy to kind of talk about those things because they're real things that we do, but I help people really access that creativity for themselves where those solutions and their own ideas so that their stuff is unique it's not just a copy um so i'm not afraid to poke a bit and dig a little bit and really kind of 
see what just see what they're really fearful about and what's how they're stopping themselves because that's the bit that I think just changes everything for people mm. so who did where or who did that come from you said you were working with a, a business coach it was like pointing in this direction was it yeah well I worked with um Nicola Bird who um was my first coach in the principles and then I trained as um in super coach academy with Michael Neal right. so um yeah certified in his yeah. in his coaching and his coaching is um it's not one way it's yeah. kind of finding your way um but yeah he helped me enormously with with that it kind, it kind of really just helped me as i say piece together 30 years of stuff i'd kind of seen and had real insights into and bring it through into something that just looks very clear to me now that is so you know when it's clear for you it's easier for you to to help people obviously cool so let's go in a slightly different direction then it's all very positive i'm wondering for you what's kind of not working right now and what you'd really like to change what's one area perhaps that that you're looking at that you, you want to be different yeah um for me I still get lost in the whole um it should be faster bigger better should be this it should be that even though knowing all of this I still get lost in that and that's interesting to me um and I'm I'm okay with it and I just kind of think oh okay whatever um what I would like what I would like to to change well I don't know if I'd like to change but what I'd like to to do is um really really continue being open to creating what I think is inspired and what people want but not kind of backtrack into older ways of doing things um and not being true to what I've really seen so for me, it really is about continuing to be fearless and whatever the results will be, the results will be um, and being okay with that. So it's like having having that trust, which I have most of the time to really do something different <clears throat> because I don't want to just, you know, I've had a website, rachelhenker.com for 10 years. I've built lots of stuff there and it's, it's you know, it's cool. But I'm starting something completely fresh, Phil, and I... I I really am inspired to kind of see where that takes me. I'm interested in um, doing some stuff in the media. I'm interested in doing more speaking. And it's all it all can feel when you start again, because it's like I've really started again. Yeah. I mean, I've got clients, but it's, it's different. It's like they were different clients. They've changed. And, and what I used to do, you know, is, is really changed so much that I had to kind of really – revisit and think what am I doing here what am I offering who am I helping you know um so it's like just I want to stay in that and ha- and it's just really allowing myself and giving myself permission to to grow with it and explore that and not get hooked yeah. so that I believe I need to kind of backtrack and just do things the safe way I don't know if that's, is that? Yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I want to honor your time. So I've just got a couple more questions ready for you. 
I'm curious for you, if you had a whole bunch of coaches in a room, perhaps in, who are in the first couple of years of their careers as a coach, um, you, you really just had a, a 30 second or one minute message for them. What might that be? That's a good question. Um, I think for me, and, and this thread runs through everything I've ever done, it would be about the inspiration, about find your own inspiration, find your own natural motivation. That really was always the core for me, even before I understood how it worked. I just think that if you've got that, if you're connected to that, you will, you can't go wrong. You know, just you just keep following it because you will find your way. Yeah. There's no right way. You'll find your way. That yeah. would be it. And and finally, really, so for you, what is the purpose, if you like, of your coaching? The purpose of my coaching is to is to help people see that they're already fearless, that they've really got everything they need to to be more in this beautiful feeling of love and you know creativity and all of that and i just see that when people are in that space shit isn't happening mm. we're not creating we're not damaging we're not sabotaging we're not hurting we're doing cool stuff and i think that can change the world yeah cool rachel thank you very much very happy um that kim introduced us <laughs> me um, too yeah much love to her so um where can people find out a little bit more about you? I'll include in the show notes anyway, but if they're listening to this and they want to go and look right now, um, where can they, where, how can they contact you? Yeah, at um, www.livingfearlessly.co.uk is the main website and the book is on there. It's just uh, livingfearlessly.co.uk forward slash book. And that's really the beginning of the journey. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. So that was Rachel. Lots in this episode. I'm just going to pick two things out. One, I loved early on in the conversation um, how she had that realization that she thought it was wonderful not to know about something when something is new to us, how wonderful that is and how wonderful it is to simply not know how to do something or how something is going to turn out. How often do we get caught up in all that thinking of wanting to know? So much suffering in that, in wanting to know rather than simply being with not knowing. I also loved how she mentioned that she realized she did well at some of her things simply because she didn't know she wasn't any good at it beautiful and the other thing that uh, occurred to me when I was reflecting on this episode with her it occurred to me that there were times Rachel didn't really talk as much about herself as I might have liked I was kind of asking about her um, and we talked about it like I said a little after recording and what occurred to me about Rachel is her focus on being of service to the extent that she's simply not that interested in herself quite frankly and it seems to me that that is why there's a natural steer towards sharing what is of service service to her clients i'd love to know what you think of this episode and of course any of the others and if you are enjoying them please do head on over to itunes leave a brief review it would take you a minute or maybe less but it helps so much it helps immensely in helping other people find this podcast so please do that if you if you're enjoying this and can take one minute out of your life to do that as always thank you so much for listening i wish you much love and joy <laughs>